Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to look at what it means to pursue the Holy Spirit and specifically to seek spiritual gifts. Over the last number of weeks, we've spent a great deal of time thinking about uh, who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit is like, uh, what the Holy Spirit does. Well, now we're going to take this in a volitional direction. Well, in response to all of those things, then what then should the Christian do? How might we respond to a better and deeper understanding of the Holy Spirit? So I'm going to read from Luke 11, and then we're just going to jump in and see what we can see from the Word of God and from our pursuit of the Spirit. Jesus says these words, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and then let's jump in with courage and clarity. God, we ask today that you would help us to hear the words of Jesus, that we would take all that we've heard and reflected upon in these last weeks about the person and work of the Holy Spirit, and we would now translate that to ask, seek, knock. We ask God that you would help us to think true and deep thoughts about you. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's very important for us to hear that in Luke 11, Jesus says that it is safe for us to pursue the person and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Y'all, it's vital that we listen to Jesus. He uses language to suggest that some might worry that it might not be safe to pursue the Spirit. The picture of a child asking for something good and receiving something good rather than something dangerous is meant to put you and me at ease and to instill confidence in us as we seek the Holy Spirit. So like I said, we've spent the last couple of weeks describing the Spirit's nature and His work, and now I believe that it's vital for us to press into an actual seeking of the Spirit. See, Jesus says this, if we seek the Holy Spirit, our Father, who happens to be good and lovely, will give us what we seek. Actually, we're told that we must pursue, and that if we do, we'll receive the goodness on offer through the work of the Spirit. Many of us have not done this work, this seeking, with great intentionality. Um, I, I hear this all the time as a pastor, people who grew up in traditions that did not really reflect deeply upon the person and the work of the Holy Spirit, and so we don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit. Well, one of the things we're trying to undermine here in this podcast is that very narrative. I've heard Christians say, if God wants to give me spiritual gifts, if God wants the work of the Spirit to manifest in my life, then he knows where to find me. And it's as if we kind of cross our arms and think, well, if you're going to do that, then you're just going to have to come and make it happen, God. And I just want to say that won't cut it. We cannot adopt an arm's length approach to our engagement with the work of the Holy Spirit. See, the words that Jesus chooses, ask, seek, knock, these are all active words. They speak to us of our role in this process. And while we cannot work trans transformation into our own lives and our own strength, we can, and frankly, we must ask, 
seek and knock. See, God wants us to be awake. He wants us to be alert to what the Holy Spirit does so that we will earnestly desire an ongoing connection to an experience of the Holy Spirit. And this leads me to the second part of what I want to share with you today. Christians, people like you and me, many of us listening to this podcast, we are invited to pursue the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Christians have said elsewhere that the gifts of the Spirit are the tools of mature or maturing Christians. 1 Corinthians 14, St. Paul says this in verse 1, Pursue love and strive for the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And when I hear those words, pursue love and strive for the spiritual gifts, I'm reminded of what Jesus says in the text we just read, that we're to ask, seek, and knock. We're to strive for the good things that God has for us in the work of the Spirit. And my mind goes to the Narnia books. I don't know if you've read those books. We uh, love them in our house. Name my son, Finn. His middle name is Lewis after C.S. Lewis. And in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when Father Christmas shows up in that story, and the story is such a great one, right? The curse, right, is it's always winter and never Christmas. Well, the sign that the curse was lifting was when Santa Claus, when Father Christmas turns up, and he gives these gifts to the children. And he looks at them as he gives them these gifts, and he says, remember, kids, these are tools, not toys. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to give you, tools. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you with gifts to live your life in a way that carries with it a sense of power. Paul reinforces this idea of spiritual pursuit by telling us to strive for the gifts. We're not meant to be passive, church. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, is inviting us to pursue the gifts of the Spirit. So I'm going to read to you something from 1 Corinthians 12, which is a listing and a little teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. So Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 12, beginning in verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith of the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into the one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink from the one Spirit. Such beautiful words. There are four things I want to say to you about this before I turn you loose into your day. Number one, Paul tells us very clearly in 1 Corinthians 12 that we are called to eagerly desire and strive for spiritual gifts. He makes it quite plain. Pursue love, strive for the gifts. We are called to press into the Spirit. We're called to ask specifically for spiritual gifts. I do this every day in my life with God. I ask the Holy Spirit, please manifest your gifts in my life today. Give me what I need to be who you've called me to be. We're all meant to want and seek the gifts of the Spirit. See, I want whatever the Holy Spirit has to give to me. This is the antithesis, antithesis of passivity. 
Remember, Jesus says it's safe to pursue the work of the Holy Spirit. So if we don't ask for the Spirit, if we don't ask for the gifts of the Spirit again and again, we will go without much of what God has for us. Here's what you should do. I would call you to do a study on the list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit found in the New Testament and then begin to simply ask for these gifts. Simply say, Holy Spirit, I ask you for the gifts of the Spirit and then begin to name them. Name the ones that you feel prompted to ask for. See, we have to be aware before we can ask rightly and the Lord wants us to be aware. And just in the text I read, there are some spiritual gifts. There are others, gifts like hospitality, administration. These are gifts of the Spirit. We need to ask, but before we can ask, we have to know what we're asking for. The second thing I want to say is this. There are varieties of spiritual gifts that are given by the Spirit. So wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues. Romans 12 lists prophecy, ministry, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, compassion, mercy. These are spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit. So we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is not a one-trick pony. There is a lot of variety. And we need to know what the gifts are so that we'll know what to ask for. And I just want to say some of you are walking in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you don't know it. You think it's a natural talent, but it's really a gift given to you by the Spirit. See, what we need to know is that the, the Spirit's doing something so that we could actually thank the Holy Spirit for his work rather than just thinking, well, that's just who I am. I'm wired to give or I'm wired to serve. The Holy Spirit has lots of variety and gifts given. And so the way he gifts me is going to be different from the way that he gifts you. This is why we must reject tendencies toward comparison and competition or limiting the Spirit to give us one type of gift. The third thing I want to say to you is this. All the gifts are given, according to Paul, in this passage, for the common good. Not to make individual people feel special or to create super Christians. We are those who are given gifts to build up others, to build up the church. Here, here's a reinforcing statement along those lines. First Peter 4, verse 10, the writer says, Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. So your spiritual gifts are meant not just to comfort you or to empower you or to help you, but they're meant to build up the church for the common good. So look at your life and begin to ask the Lord for the gifts of the Spirit that would build up the lives of people around you. And finally, I want to say this. The gifts of the Spirit are given to us, to us who seek as the Spirit chooses. See, it's our job to desire a gift. And the gifts on offer are wonderful, but it's the Spirit's job to give us the gifts that He chooses. See, we're not in control. This is not a Denny's buffet where we just get to pick and choose what we want. In my own life with God, I've experienced many of the gifts listed above. And some of those gifts I've experienced as kind of a one-off, and others seem to abide in me. See, I think one of the things we do is we ask and then we're open, but the Lord gets to do what the Lord wants to do as he chooses. So I would ask you to seek the gifts of the Spirit and recognize that God gives the gifts as he determines. Here's what I want to leave you with. I believe that one of the major obstacles before us today regarding the, the, the experiential life that, that God has for us with the Holy Spirit is that we tend to live in our heads and the Holy Spirit wants to fill our guts. He wants to go deep. 
Jamie Smith, a, a philosopher and professor at Calvin College, in his book, You Are What You Love, which I would commend to you, he says, we're not primarily thinking things. We are not just brains on a stick. I think for many of us, we fear being out of control. We worry that our emotions will get away with us. But remember what Jesus said at the beginning of our look today in Luke 11. If we ask for the Holy Spirit, he's not going to give us something bad, something dangerous. He's going to meet us with the Spirit. The Spirit. The one who is the shy person of the Holy Trinity. The Lord will give us this one who will be with us forever, who will walk alongside us and give gifts to us that will fill us with hope and life. And so today I just want to say to you, it's your job and mine to seek the Holy Spirit, to be an asker, seeker, knocker, and to ask God to give us the gifts of the Spirit. And so I just want to challenge you today to say, not only come Holy Spirit, but come Holy Spirit and give me spiritual gifts and begin to name the gifts you feel prompted to ask for. And y'all, this is not a once and done. This is an ongoing over and over pursuit of God. And I would encourage you to begin to press in today. Father, we open up our hearts to you, Holy Spirit. And we ask you to come and manifest your presence here in our lives. Holy Spirit, we want what you have for us. And so we ask you for the gifts of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. As we end, remember, our goal is to learn to reflect on and respond to God's renewing work in our everyday lives. So take some time to recall an idea or image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. Carry this with you into your day as a conversation starter between you and God. Allow Him to show you how it connects to your life right now. What does he want you to know or do? And how will you respond? Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back with us here next time at Renewing the Center. <laughs>